Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bends it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the first episode for 2022 on the Blues Footy Podcast. It is your host Jed Zetter here and I am alongside my co-host Harrison Hyman's-Bolt. It is a pleasure to be back in the studio recording again. Welcome to the show. How are you? Mate, I'm good. How are you? I'm well. It's been a big summer for you. Oh, it's been a it's been a big summer. It's been a, a nice little period off, but um, good to be back in in footy mode, I guess. It's nice that you've taken your tennis hat off. Bolt today, probably um, the biggest episode of the show I think ever, and we've done quite a few of them, so that is saying something. We've got a very very special guest joining us. Luke Say is the president of the football club, will be joining us in just a moment. Um, he's been very, very, I guess, open with the fans ever since he's entered the role as president of the Carlton Footy Club. So, you know, I think transparency is something that has lacked in the past, and I think he has done everything, you know, in his power to rectify that. So I'm excited for it. All right, Bolt. Well, we're not going to keep him waiting any longer. It is time now to bring in the president of our football club, Luke Sayers, thank you so much for joining us today. It is an absolute honour to have you on the show, and we really appreciate you taking out the time to join us. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, great to be here. Luke, thank you so much, firstly, for taking the time out to join us. Just sort of before we get right into things, how have you found settling into the role? It's been obviously a very difficult period because of the whole pandemic and a, a very interesting time, I'm sure, to to move into the role of president of an AFL football club. How have you found the role? Yeah, so look, uh, uh, I think uh, the COVID the COVID battle and, and what that means as far as having staff down at the club um, and getting uh, sort of a cultural reset at the club is, uh, you know, it's hard to do when you're, when, when you, you know, you can't be there every day. Um, and on the, the footy side of things, uh, it's been it's been terrific to see the pre-season put in by the by the boys and the first part of the season put in by the the girls team. Um, you know, there's good momentum building uh, each and every day. So so far so good, and and uh, starting to enjoy it more and more. It's good to hear. And I guess obviously it's no secret that the club underwent the big you know review last year. So I guess coming into the role, what has been the most I guess challenging thing to almost a tackle, you know, what was you know, most needed to change, you know, in terms of how you saw things from your role? Yeah, look, I've, I've been pretty transparent that all, uh, all world-class organisations and all world-class clubs are forever looking at themselves and, and trying to figure out how they get better. And, and for us, you know, bluntly, we, we weren't winning enough men's footy games um, last year and, and we needed to we needed to reset a number of things. And so... Off the back of the review, we've we've implemented a large number of those changes, 
and yep. continuing to work through the, the remaining the remaining uh, uh, taboos, if you will, coming out of the review. Um, and uh, you know, then we we basically attack the season and 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 bring back the respect to the way in which uh, the way in which we want to play footy and be seen to be playing playing footy. So heads down, bum up, and, and working hard at the moment. Um, I like it. You know the biggest the biggest challenges to to, to sort of just um, outline that for you for for me is probably just um, you know we have a number of different and and new people at the club so we've got a new CEO we've got a new head coach we've got a whole new uh, cadre of uh, assistant coaches um, we've got some new players uh, you know just bringing all of those new bits together and and really kind of setting sail on on new trademarks and new behaviours and a new a, a new kind of culture for how we want the Carlton Football Club to to perform. So um, it's one thing to get great people into the organisation. It's another it's another thing to to really start that gelling of all of the various bits together and with, that's what we're working hard on at the moment. And Luke, you mentioned obviously bringing in a new coach and a new CEO. It's a difficult role sort of making everything gel, but specifically the coach and, and the CEO bringing them in, how how difficult has it been to to make that gel and how confident are you that those two people are going to be very good people for our football club going forward? Yeah, so look, I'm, I'm super, super confident on, on, on both of those individuals and and. You know all of the assistant coaches and and the, the, the new head doctor, etc. I mean, I feel I feel incredibly confident on um, you know the character and uh, competence of the, the new additions that uh, that have made their way to to, to Carlton um, since the end of last last season. So incredible confidence on on that. As far as um, sort of the gelling and coming together, you know, that's not a binary thing. You know, culture takes time. Um, you can't just sort of, you know, put a name in a box and another name in another box and sort of say one plus one equals three. Um, it is going to take some time, but I'm, I'm super positive and optimistic about how uh, a new sort of reset, um, hard-working um, culture is, is, is starting to emerge at Carlton. Beautiful, and I agree. As in, I think you can already kind of see a culture shift in terms of you know what's being posted on social media and the insides we're getting into the club. But in terms of Vossi specifically, is there a clear and obvious, I guess, almost like a hunger and like a need to almost redeem the people that didn't trust him, you know, nine or ten years ago in this role? Is it almost, you know, Voss is back on this mission to, I guess, you know, gain respect in the coaching fraternity again at Carlton? Look, I'm, I'm not sure I'd, I'd frame it up that that way. And, you know, maybe maybe you should get Bossy on the podcast and <laughs> ask, him that, ask him that question. Um, is he an absolute competitor? You bet he is. Yes. That's um, kind of where I was going with it, yeah. You know, is he, is he hungry for success? You bet he is. Um, but is he being motivated by kind of wanting to prove people wrong or right, etc. I I don't see him as that sort of character. Um, I just see him as a natural-born um, competitor. 
and whatever he puts his mind to, he's, he's, he wants to do the best he can do. And I'll tell you what, the three months that he's been at the club, um, he's been working his butt off and, and, and really lifting the standards and changing the game plan and, and, and just uh, continuing to talk about how we as a club um, bring respect back to the club for how we play, how we compete, how we get numbers around the ball, um, how we are more consistent, how we drive higher standards. Um, this is this is all driven by his innate sort of competitive instinct as a as a human. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that you can certainly see it from the outside, and it's going to be very exciting come round one to see it on the field. Luke, the Icon Park redevelopment looks unbelievable once again from the outside. Just the videos we've seen, sort of heading down to the open training, it's it's looking really good. Can you explain to us what this actually means for the football club and, and what a redevelopment like this can do for the football club? Yeah, look, I think it's... Uh... I think it's really exciting, and I think the current timetable has it uh, has it pretty much completing um, towards sort of August of, of this year. Wow! Um, but it's 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 a world class facility, um, and it will help with regards to uh, obviously the training facilities for our men's and women's team. Uh, it'll help with the integration of certain aspects of the, the men's football program and the women's football program. Um, there'll be more facilities for, uh, you know, sponsors to, to, to hold meetings there and, and members to be present and, um, you know, a little bit of a business kind of networking uh, piece there as well. And so we really want it to be kind of a glue uh, out there at Princess Park for members, for sponsors, for supporters, for obviously our players and our admin people. Uh, and it's it's super exciting. So what will it do? It'll provide world class facilities for everyone, um, but it will also kind of be uh, you know a place for, for for all of our people and fans and and so on to uh, to congregate uh, back at the good old uh, Icon Park. I actually went down to the club about a, a week ago, and I couldn't believe how quickly the structure had come up. So it's very exciting to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it done in August. That is that is really soon, um, so that's great to hear. Luke, just one last one from me. There's been some narrative and some opinion from some of the members that over the years the football club, we could say, has been run more like a business than a club. That, that would be the opinion of some of the members. What would be your response to that narrative, I guess, and how, how do you feel you can stamp out that that opinion, I guess, to to make the members feel like this is, you know, a football club and, you know, you are going to run it like a football club? Yeah, so look, um, I'm not sure exactly where that narrative has kind of come from or emerged from and maybe maybe over the last couple of years because of the COVID settings and everything, it's, it's, it's you know, been perceived to drift a little bit away from, a, from the members first. Uh, you know, organisation. Um, but from from my perspective, and from the board and management's perspective, this is a members a members driven, members led, members based club. Um, we're going to be engaging uh, as much as we possibly can with 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 members 
Um, we're going to, you know, endeavour to be as transparent as we possibly can, you know, with our with our members. Um, and, you know, we're bringing the right amount of kind of head and heart to um, what we're trying to do at, at the Carlton Footy Club. Um, and, you know, it's finding that right balance of kind of head and, uh, and sort of the intellectual side of it, as well as the heart and cultural passion, um, engagement um, part of it. And, and that's very much on, on my mind and the board, and, and we want to make sure we strike that right balance. Um, it's definitely a club from my perspective, and, and long may that continue. Yeah, yeah. And just before we let you go, I guess, you know, we speak about, I guess, the club trying to act as a club for the members, and I think we all saw that, I guess, you know, late last year, how, you know, with how the club got around Sam Doherty during those challenging times and how everyone at the club, you know, united as one to, um, I guess, get around him for, a, you know, a greater good outside the game. Um, I guess a couple of things, you know, what does that mean for the club and the culture shift within the club? And I guess how is Sam Doherty in general? Yeah, Sam's amazing. And, uh, I mean, how how good was that? Um, Brilliant. You know, I, I, uh, I even took off the few strands that I had on top of my head. And uh, I must say, it has, they haven't grown back very quickly. Yeah, nor is mine. But, uh, look, that, that was just, just awesome. Um, again, sort of, you know, that was very organic. And, and Sam being, you know, the, the, the brilliant, humble person that he is, had, had no expectation or idea that it would kind of you know, build momentum like it did. And, uh, uh, you know, Sam's, uh, Sam's pulled a lot of strength and, and a lot of resilience off the back of that. That and he's back at training. He's looking incredibly well. Um, and he's he's uh, he's pushing he's pushing himself to get back to playing footy as quickly as he possibly can. Um, but that unifying piece of leadership uh, is, what, is what the club's about. And yeah. through ups and downs and... Everything in between, we we stick fat as one. We support and encourage each other. We challenge each other, but but we are we are one footy club. Full stop. You know, it was, it was almost one of the best things I've seen come out of the club for a very long time. That whole period. So, kudos to everyone down there. No, thank you, Luke. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it, taking the time out of your day to join us. It's been a fantastic chat, and we look forward to hopefully having you on again in the future. Yeah, terrific guys, and thanks for uh, thanks for everything that you do for the club, and uh, uh, keep up keep up the engagement. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Luke Sayers, there, the president of our football club, Bolt. What an absolute pleasure it was to have him on the show. Yeah, no, very good, very good, very open. You know, I, I like his opinion on footy. I like the way he sees the club going. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he's put a lot of pieces in place and hopefully those pieces you know pay off and you know the club I guess you know succeeds from it yeah absolutely it would be um it would be fantastic to see and I think we've got uh the club is in good hands I think that is what I can take away from that chat Bolt it's our first episode I I think sorry I think it's just more like there's a sense of direction you know there's a sense of everyone on the same page yeah and a bit of clarity as well yeah. First episode in the books for season 2022. Uh, we'll be back next week, though, because we are playing St Kilda in a practice match, if that's the way to yeah. describe it. Who knows what it's going to be? It could be 
you know, five quarters, six quarters. I think we've seen that when we played Collingwood a couple years ago. But yeah, some sort of format of a practice match next Thursday. So we will be at Icon Park for that. And we will definitely record an episode uh, following that match. What are you looking forward to, actually? I'll put you on the spot. What are you looking forward to seeing next week, being back at the club and uh, watching us play again? I'm just looking forward. You know, for me, I've always just been about, you know, two things, ball use. And I think, you know, our greatest and most frustrating deficiency, you know, last year was, you know, defending the ground. And I think, you know, there's a team defence where we don't get opened up through the middle and we're a little bit more... I guess, greasy going the other way. Um, that's what I need to see. Like a two-way running midfield. Um, you know, And you, we're going to add Shero and Hewitt in there. You know, so we'll get a first glimpse of them on Thursday, hopefully. Um, and we'll see, you know, who can step up now without Walsh, whether it's going to be Setterfield, whether it's going to be Dow, Kennedy. You know, these guys, I think we just need to see someone because the opportunity's there for a lot of players. So everyone needs to put their best foot forward, really, because there's a, there's a big gap. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Setterfield there. He's almost like the forgotten man. So really hope he can get back to his best this year. That would be a massive, massive uh, ups to our, our midfield if he could if he could get back to his best, that form we saw at the back end of 2020. So yeah, Bolt, as we said, we'll be back for another show next week following that match on Thursday. Um, yeah, I guess we did need to acknowledge, you know, also the fact that Unfortunately, Sam Walsh has been injured. It's not nice, not nice to talk about. We will certainly look at the fact that it it brings an opportunity for someone to play uh, in our midfield, and hopefully they take it with both hands. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I guess you know we can't. You know, we we can't. I guess it's um, it's out of our control. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and it is shocking news. You know, he is irreplaceable. You know, he is probably the best player on our team. Um, definitely he's the best player on our team. So it's a horrible loss and we just got to make do, I guess. It's a setback that we just couldn't afford to get, but we've got it. And, you know, if these guys coming up, you know, think they're going to have half-decent careers in the top league, well, now's your time, you know. Now is your time. Yeah, definitely agree. Bolt, um, let's end it there. Nice, short and sweet. We'll save the rest for next week. And looking forward to actually going to the footy on Thursday. It'll be great. Bolt, um, early morning. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to doing it again next week. And for those tuning in, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Blues Footy Podcast. Thank you. We're back. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old.